Welcome while you're at home with Jim and Joy and a blessed Thanksgiving to you. You are an important part of our EWTN family, and we're so delighted that you have welcomed us into your home. You know, we would love to hear from you, so send us an email with a question or a comment to jimandjoy at EWTN.com. And I hope and pray that you're having a beautiful time with your family and friends as you're gathering. And today, our guest is going to be Dr. Bob Schutz again. Now, Dr. Bob brings 35 years of experience as a therapist for married couples, and he's also an adjunct professor, and he's the founder of the John Paul II Healing Center, which provides healing conferences and resources for not just the laity, but for priests, for bishops, for the religious, um, because those are the ones that are forming and making and molding us to be holy men and women of God. And the more healed up and whole mm. they are, the better the church will be. So it's a beautiful uh, line of healing for everyone. We're going to be talking about his book called Be Devoted, Restoring Friendship, Passion, and Communion in Your Marriage. And this great book is available at EWTNRC.com. So, Joy, you got the table set and mantle done and yes. we're ready. We are ready. 29-pound turkey we got. Mm -hmm. okay. we'll uh, so bit. you're doing the turkey and we have the ham, a 16-pound bone-in honey-baked ham. And then the children bring all the sides and the desserts and we'll hors d'oeuvres. We'll that? just have 22. You Normally it would be 27 if we okay. were all there, but there's just 22 of us. So there's our dining room. And um, it's one table missing in the back one, of Elman. Yeah. yeah, and so we have that, and everyone has china and silverware. I like to set a pretty table. I don't do paper plates, only for seconds. Yeah. Then we bring out the paper plates. But to start it, because you know, for the kids, they don't get that, and yeah. so they we look forward to having a beautiful no. setting for them. And it's a little. Um, Precursive to the banquet table in heaven, Amen. as beautiful and as enriching that. And we spend be. a lot of time at that table. There's no phones working there. We go through our pumpkin and questions, and right. as people actually share. It takes. It's beautiful. We all go around and say something that we're grateful for. And then we go out and play football and other things very yes. strongly. Cornhole. Some competition that's yes. there, but it's it's a great time. We pray that you are having a blessed time, whoever you're with, wherever you are. Uh, that you'd be filled with gratitude to Almighty God just for your life and for the many blessings that he's given to us, no matter what circumstance or situation we find ourselves in, that you would be devoted to him and to those you might be gathering with. We'll be right back. Plenty more to come. Don't go away. Well, a blessed Thanksgiving to you all. Today, our guest is Dr. Bob Schutz. Dr. Bob is a therapist for married couples, and he's the founder of the John Paul II Healing Center. Please go to their website and see if there's a retreat for you there. He would, today, we're talking about a great book that he has written. He's written many books, but today, we're talking about Be Devoted, Restoring Friendship, 
passion and communion in your marriage. And this great book is available at EWTNRC.com. And I don't care if you're married 40 years. I don't care if you're married, you just got married two weeks ago. This book will enhance and help you in your marital journey. It's great for engaged couples as well, so don't yes. miss that part of it. Yes, yeah. perfect. Well, Bob, we're so excited to have and share Thanksgiving Day with you. Tell our family what you'll be doing this Thanksgiving. Yeah, first of all, it's going to be similar to yours. I, I think we'll be playing some cornhole and football and other things, and there's a beautiful setting that you have there for your, your family Thanksgiving. Um, Thanksgiving is always a big occasion in our family. Uh, my All my brothers and sisters and my mom will be here, but we have uh, an amazing Thanksgiving this year coming. Uh, we have my nephew, Brian, who we just met this year. Uh, in fact, I haven't met him in person yet. He's going to be staying at my house with his daughter. But uh, my sister, Kathy, and brother-in-law, Nick, uh, gave him up for adoption 48 years ago, and they just found him this year. Wow. They found each other. After his prayer, he said, Lord, I desire that you heal my heart. And mm -hmm. uh, he will be here. And uh, so for most of our family, it'll be the first time we meet him in person. He's met his parents and his siblings. He's a full sibling to his siblings mm -hmm. because they got married after that. And uh, But uh, it's just going to be an amazing time of of joy and celebration and thanksgiving yeah. and uh you know just thinking about kathy and nick's devotion in the midst of pain uh and and his parents devotion yes you mm -hmm. know brian's parents devotion the two marriages that were forming his life and then coming together and we we have a weekly call with his dad and his biological dad where we share faith together mm. uh, his uncles and it's just been just an amazing thing if anybody wants to listen to the story it's a podcast that i just put out on restoretheglory.com and kath and nick and brian both tell the story from their side and it's a tearjerker i just cried through it that's yes that's mm. well it is going to be an explosion of extravagant mercy and grace and joy and gratefulness and thankfulness. I mean, that God, for whatever reason, at this particular point in time in everybody's lives, has arranged this to happen. So we will be praying for you all that great day. I'm yeah. sure he's going to be so overwhelmed. It's kind of like, that's like a whole lot of people, over 40-something people, mm -hmm. to get to meet on one day and say, well, I'm related to these people? That's amazing. <laughs> that is so yeah. It sounds like so much of your ministry in terms of the restoration mm -hmm. of, of wholeness and our identity and, and who we are. And it just seems like so much fullness is going to take place there so that people can actually live at their own address, mm -hmm. you know, where they are. So yeah. that's that's one. I would say God bless you, but it sounds like he's really blessing you <laughs> abundantly. But bless you anyway. Hey, listen, you know, your book, Be Devoted, uh, that word devotion, again, you were sharing that with your wife. You know, you were saying you were committed, but she said, but you're not devoted. It's, it's different. How do you see devotion as a part of of the Thanksgiving celebration, whoever we're with, and being with our family. How does devotion come into play? How do we hope that uh, it will deepen in our relationships and in our service to other true devotion? Yeah, devotion has to do with a, a, a an investment of the heart, right? It's, it's, it's our hearts are made for love. And so when we allow our hearts to be engaged fully 
in love, then devotion just naturally flows from that. Devotion has uh, honor associated with it. It has intimacy. It has connection. It has honor. And, you know, a lot of people, when they go together with family or Thanksgiving, there's a lot of issues in families, right? Right. And uh, it's, it's devotion to be willing to go past whatever the issues have been over the history of time together and to really love each other and to be mm. present with each other and to, to really see each other as people mm. and to care for and be affectionate with and, and, and the devotion to God, you know, it's a time of Thanksgiving, you know, so, so oftentimes we get lost in the football games and the turkeys and, and just a time of devotion, a time of gratitude of being able to say, God, you have blessed us in such incredible ways, and we take that for granted so often. And just out of our devotion for you, we just want to say thank you. We just want to say uh, we love you, we thank you, and we want to live for you. Mm. I think that's really the ultimate devotion. I'd like to say to all of our families out there, you know, and I know that I usually address the family, and uh, maybe that word devotion mm. and saying what we just learned about devo devotion or, or have deepened that understanding of devotion. And to share that with the family and say, we see this reality. May it always be here. May we always be hopelessly devoted to mm. the Lord and to one another in this family. And may it be passed on generation to generation. Now, Bob, can you tell <clears throat> our family how couples can develop intimacy in their marriages to keep their marriages thriving? Yeah, and what I talk about in the first part of the book, there's a lot of activities with it. So it's it's not just talking about it, but practicing it. And it's practicing these five levels of communion, five levels of intimacy. And so with spiritual unity, which is the foundation of every Catholic marriage, uh, there's a sense that we are one with each other and we're one with God in that union. There's three of us. And this relationship is one where prayer and worship is the heart of, you know, the heart of that spiritual bond with each other. And uh, when couples pray together every day, the statistics are amazing at, of, of the quality of relationship that's there and how long, you know, that 99% uh, being married for life. I mean, that's, that's great insurance for a marriage. Um, so spiritual unity, then emotional intimacy. And it's really learning to listen to each other. And, and here's where our wounds get in the way, uh, where we become reactive and defensive and you know, make judgments and that kind of stuff. But to, to really be able to speak, not blaming, but being able to speak what our experience is, both good experience and bad experience. You know, a healthy family, healthy marriage can share both positive and negative emotion in a way that's respectful and honoring of the other person. Mm. You know, communication is the process of becoming one. And whatever coercion or judgment gets in the way, then it just breaks that emotional intimacy. So your areas, again, are the five key areas of unity. Um, spiritual unity, rooted in Christ, heart-to-heart, -heart, emotional intimacy, hand-in-hand, -hand, that's interesting, daily companionship, side-by-side, -side, cooperative teamwork, body and soul sexual fulfillment. Share a little bit more about those and how they relate to one another or interrelate to one another, or if there's a priority of one over another. Uh, unpack that a little bit. Yeah, I, I think in our culture, we, we prize the sexual intimacy above all the others. And it's, it's really a, a way to 
really make your sexual intimacy unpleasant if you don't have the other four areas. And so really the foundation is spiritual unity, okay. emotional intimacy, companionship, teamwork, and then the <laughs> sexual intimacy. And it's those five levels of intimacy. And there are other areas too, like intellectual intimacy, those kind of things. But those five areas are really primary to having a, a, a devoted marriage uh, where your hearts are really engaged with each other as well as your bodies. So how do couples uh, really develop a true, fulfilling, sexually intimate relationship? How do these elements work into that point of that conjugal union? Because sometimes I guess one of those, one of those in the couple, maybe possibly the man, maybe putting far more value on the physical in the sexual relationship and, and another one might be, well, if these other areas aren't you know, clicking or where I don't sense that you're really uh, giving yourself to these areas, then it wanes on, on the other's end. But, but just share about how these are all working into that moment of that sexual intimacy. Yeah, good, really good question. And just kind of say in summary, even though husbands are more interested oftentimes in the sexual intimacy, they lose the fulfillment of it when their wives don't have the same devotion to their sexual intimacy. And so it's, you know, the scripture says, husbands love your wife as you love your own body. And so how do you do that? You do that by developing these other intimacies. And the, the spiritual unity uh, is how do we worship God in our sexual union? Mm -hmm. It's, you know, St. Paul says, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, mm -hmm. which is holy and acceptable to God, right? And so uh, for many years, I didn't pray before making love, but then coming to that awareness of, you know, prayers and is just as important, maybe more important in our sexual intimacy as anywhere else in life. And so praying for each of us, praying it could, that the Holy Spirit could be present now, some people feel like that's weird to invite God into mm. sexual intimacy, but he's not there as a voyeur. He's there as the presence of love mm. Mm. in each of us. And uh, and so that's one, uh, feeling emotionally connected. I, you know, married couples, some can know the difference when you make love with each other and you're not really emotionally connected. Sometimes making love can get you emotionally connected, but sometimes it can feel more alienating. Uh, because you're, you're really not in sync with each other. And and now it's just your bodies rather than your whole person mm. engaging in, in, in that intimacy. Uh, companionship is, you know, you hear this as love starts in the kitchen, right? You know, it's it's not that we make love in the kitchen, but it's the 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 having a having that companionship together or or holding hands outside of the kitchen or, or that affection that happens in the living room or just spending time together. You know, nobody wants to make love with their spouse when you feel like strangers. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it just becomes alienating. And then yeah. the teamwork, you know, if, if we're not on the same page with our finances and with our raising our children and there's all this conflict and coercion and division that's happened, we haven't really submitted to God in those areas of our life. We're submitted to each other and reverence each other and, and really feel like we're on the same team, then the sexual intimacy becomes 
like uh, this awkward mm. togetherness when we're really not together in our hearts. Yeah. yeah. You know, and John Paul too talks about the opposite of love isn't hate. The opposite of love is usury. And especially yeah. in the sexually saturated culture where everything is all about sex and, and that invades and um, comes in, in marriages too. And so we, as married couples, we have to be on guard for that and, and to restore when something <laughs> is broken. How can your book help couples who have hurt each other and they have broken trust? Yeah, that, that's the whole second part of the book. And so the, the, the chapter in the first chapter in the second part is forgiveness and really being able to work on forgiveness and, and not just a forgiveness at surface level, but gets down to the places where we've been hurt. Um, and then how to resolve conflict together. Yeah. And then how do we apologize in a, in a genuine way to, to acknowledge the other person's pain and, and not just say, I'm sorry, but to, to really make a commitment to developing the kind of character and the kind of relationship that's going to remedy the problems that have been caused of the broken trust. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not just apology, but it's, it's character that restores trust. Mm. And, and it's that character that's devoted. You know, it's, it's that, that place where here are these areas of my own woundedness that I bring into my marriage, you know, and with Margie, uh, there were certain areas she brought in, there were certain areas that I brought in. And those affected our ability to trust each other because we kept hurting each other. Mm -hmm. In fact, you know, in some ways, God's providence brings us together to match our areas of woundedness so that we can both heal and learn to forgive and learn to love even where it's difficult. We grow in holiness in, in marriage in those ways. And, uh, and so as, as I in marriage was having to deal with my own wounds mm -hmm. and my own selfishness <clears throat> and my own sin, uh, I had a direct feedback of how that was interfering with my ability to love Margie. Mm -hmm. And she was having a direct feedback of how that was interfering with her ability to love me. And couples can really go into a down spiral, downward mm -hmm. spiral, and if they don't handle that well. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and a lot of us don't handle it well. Bob, thank uh, you so much for sharing with us not only important principles, but your own relationship and what you've learned uh, in and through that, the key place where we learn so very, very much. We're gonna hold you over for the final segment, so we want our family to stay with us here. Uh, the book is uh, Be Devoted, Restoring Friendship, Passion, and Communion in Your Marriage. We'll be right back, please don't go away. Welcome back. Well, we've been having a wonderful Thanksgiving with Dr. Bob Schutz. And you know, you could go to his website called Restore the Glory Podcast. That's, the, that's a podcast where you could hear him 
Also, Bob is on Hallow uh, with Sister Miriam, and they, they do some beautiful teachings there. And you could go to his website. It's John Paul, two dot eyes, two little eyes, John Paul, J-P-I-I, HealingCenter.org. Go to his website. <laughs> All the books are there. Conferences are there. Um, I think totally um, out of, he's called to the church for a time such as this when marriages, families are under great attack. And the beautiful thing about Bob is that he shares from his pain and all the things that God has taught him through sufferings, through yeah. joys. And it's like God writes straight on all of our crooked lines of our living and makes something great and beautiful out of it as he's done in Bob's right. life and in the ministry. So there's more of Bob out there. Go become uh, a groupie of his and your life will be blessed, I promise. Bob, just a couple of minutes left. So what's on your heart that you want to share, especially for couples that are listening, that you think could be of most benefit to them through your book and through your healing center? Uh, I think primarily is whatever stage you're in in marriage, there's always more. Mm. Um, you know, if you're really... A, engaged and looking forward to marriage. There's so much more. We have engaged couples come to our marriage conferences and they say how much it's really helped them prepare for marriage. Uh, if you're early married, it's setting up a really good foundation for your marriage. Uh, and that's really important to set up a good foundation of a way that you interact and communicate with each other. If you've been married for a long time, there's always a deepening of the communion and intimacy and a healing of the wounds because there's inevitably hurt that takes place. And if you're a couple who is in really dire strait, uh, don't move forward until you really walk through this process uh, of reconciliation and healing. And, and I've seen so many, and as a marriage therapist and even in these conferences, I've seen so many couples who are there at the brink of divorce or already divorced mm -hmm. and have this repair because they learn that it's, not the other person that they need to hate. It's the enemy that is their battle against. Yeah. And it's all the areas of their wounds and their the, the areas of their life that have interfered with that right. love that they pledged mm -hmm. to each other. Well, and to remember the vows, the, the yeah. vows that remember you take. Vows. Yeah. Well, we just got about a minute left just real quick. How can you accompany people with the healing that they need and the fortification of their marriages? What's available? Your conferences, what else? The conferences, uh, we have talks online also, and, and the books. Uh, those are the three primary ways. We're, I'm not able, I'm not a therapist anymore, so I'm not able to, to do that individually with couples. Bob, thank you so much for being with us today. God bless you. Have a, I know it's going to be a great Thanksgiving for you. And thank you for helping us to get a better handle on Be Devoted. Mm -hmm. What we need to do now is walk it out and let people know that we are devoted to them. Thank you so much. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Happy Thank Thanksgiving you. to God you. God bless you. So we are grateful that you've shared your Thanksgiving with us. May it be among the best of your life. What are we thankful for? What are you thankful for? Give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks because he's given Jesus Christ his son. And now let the weak say, I'm strong. Let the poor say, I'm rich. Because of what God has done for us. Let us proclaim the Lord. Let us praise and bless his holy name before others, mm. before our sons and daughters and grandchildren and, and other people that we would meet 
to proclaim that every grace and blessing comes down from the Father of lights with whom we have to do. God bless you. Mm, yes. God bless all of your loved ones. Keep it on EWTN. You're an important part of this family. You're never alone. You're always at home with Jim and Joy. Bye now.